0: I'm going to try to speak out something right now. The concept, I have the image in my head. And I'm realizing the only way to speak it out is just to speak it out because I've thought it already. So the Shavital was just saying something so beautiful, so remarkable. He's, I don't remember if he's the son, I think he's the the son of Shalah, his his son. It could be his grandson, but I think his son. He's explaining the very mysterious concept in Kabbalah called panim front and back. When one looks at a coin, there's a front and a back to the coin. So in Kabbalah, there's discussions of front and back. Front, though, God forbid, there's nothing spatial. Or physical in the spiritual worlds. Rather, there's concepts of primacy and secondary, primary and secondary. So the face is called primary, and the back is called secondary. So he explains as follows the Shefatal. What do we mean when we talk about the six days of creation? and that on Shabbos Hashem rested, so to speak. So he says, creation is by definition the creation of the experience of distance from a luminous source of life-giving energy, Hashem's or Ein Sof, God's endless light. The endless light is not God. The endless light is a revelation of Hashem, as he reveals himself as the one who has infinite ability to bestow non-ending existence of endless variety. And it's a revelation of Hashem. It's not Hashem. Hashem has absolutely no revelation in the sense that it's impossible to to ever have Hashem himself reveal in a total sense, because the, in that level, there is nothing about Hashem. So the paradox, even existing, is a paradox. But that, or Einsof, that endless light, is also obviously impossible to experience. Leis, Mach Shabbat, No thought can grasp His endless light, and certainly no thought can grasp Him. So what happens is, there's the creation of distances in order to see a full picture. If we were to stick our face right in front of a galaxy, we'd burn up. (laughs) And we certainly wouldn't see all the stars. You have to move away from something to see it. So the creation is, in a sense, the creation of a perspective, of many layers of distance, to create a, a perspective that's very, very far from this orange stuff. That's from our perspective. From Hashem's perspective, nothing changed. But from our perspective, there's the creation of a perspectival distance. And this happened in six major levels of distance, which is called the six days of creation. The first level of distance, in a sense, is... The light of the first day, let there be light. This light is already a distance from an even higher level because the revelation of light is something particular as compared to the prior level, which is even more unified. Even though this is the light, it's the light of Hashem's revelation in the creation. So it's a revelation that's already attuned to the creation, so it is in a sense a distance from something more simple prior to. The second day is a Rakia, a firmament, which is a solidification that intentionally creates a barrier and a boundary between that light and everything outside of it. That's creating another level of distance. Now, the world on the other side of the Rakia. On the dark side of the Rakia, separated from the light, is more distance, is more distant. So we've created another level layer of distance. Third day of creation is the creation of the dry land. The dry land emerges out of the water. It's below the Rakia. It's below the firmament, so we have another level of distance. And the plants are created, we described that in earlier podcasts, that it's not literally just plants. It's the fusion between the light of day one, fusing with the distance from day two, fusing with the darkness and the constrictions of day two to form beautiful shapes, go see over there. Day four is yet another expression of distance where the light from the first day isn't just hidden in the rakia but now it's hidden hidden in a double encasing inside the sun and the luminaries so now it's not just that there's a a distancing from the light here too far but now the light is even more squeezed and constricted inside the luminaries that the luminaries filter, the light, to come out in even smaller expressions in moments of time. That's why the luminaries are tied to time on this fourth day of creation. It's yet another distancing. And there are deeper, deeper ways to explain this that I don't understand, but for sure we can go and we can be makabel mimamin, to receive and to believe the words of the Chachamim who are infinitely wiser than us, who directly received from those who directly received from those who directly received all the way to Moshe. So we believe them. That each day of creation is another doubling of distance between us and the endless light. And so on and so forth until the sixth day of creation such that man is called the Chaita Mebriah, the seal of creation, is the most distant a human being is the most distant creation because a human being is the only one who can rebel. The Midrash says, if a person does the mitzvahs, we say that the thought of man was the first thing that went up in Hashem's mind. You are fulfilling the whole purpose of creation, but if a person sins, we say an insect is before you because insects and bugs and crawly things were created before man because man can be the lowest one because he can distance himself even farther than he's supposed to. But on the other hand, by being the most distant and choosing to do the good, he thereby creates the most revelation of Hashem, because the point of this distancing through the creation is not, God forbid, just for the sake of the distance. As we said, it's a distance that creates revelation. If you want to see the whole picture, you have to move farther, far enough away. So man, on the one hand, it's a paradox, is the farthest away. The proof is he was created last. The proof is he can rebel and sin and be cruel. On the other hand, by being the farthest away and yet turning back towards his source, he now turns that distance into a bracha. He turns that distance into a blessing. He turns that descent into an ascent. But now how does this work? Because we say, up until a human being is created, all the creator did was create a system of creation, which is essentially a system of screens mediating between endless light and particular expressions of creation. And that's all Hashem created. As the Tal makes clear, and in many said he can make clear. After that point, There's no more creations. There is only weaving together particular expressions out of that creation, out of those layers of distance. This is called, at this point, we are in a relationship with Hashem where all of our actions draw out particular expressions from this weave of creation to bring it out more and more. As the Pasuk says, Asher bara Elohim Asos on Shabbos, Hashem finished creating, which Sashef Atal says means He stopped creating these screens of distance, and that from that point, <coughs> it would be up to us to be Lasos to complete the creation through our actions. But here's now where it gets really fascinating, and this is something I would maybe like to add. Before this whole process of creating the worlds in the six days, something happened first, as we've spoken about pretty much on every recording. And that was the Olam Atohu. The Olam Atohu was even more distant from Hashem, so to speak, than man on the sixth day of creation. The Olam Atohu was the shattering of the vessels, the, the explosion of the universe. Now watch this, though we've been creating a formula whereby distance equals revelation right so what was the olomatoho if it was more distant than a human being the olomatoho was too much distance to the point where whereas normally distance in a healthy way Creates a revelation Because I distance from you Now I can see you And understand you If you're in my face Like a baby Can't understand their parent A baby inside the mother's womb Does no concept of their parent They're literally inside their body All they know is themselves And even when they're born Their minds are so constricted They don't really know The difference between themselves And their parents They don't have a concept Of me and my parent They're, they're little kids They're two years old One years old as we get older, we distance from our parents. Now we can see them. Because we're like, I'm an adult now. I, I know what you are like. So this is another way of understanding how distance creates understanding and revelation. Now the depth of that, though, is what was the Atohu? The olomato, the world of chaos, was in existence prior to the creation of the six days. And what it was, was if distance creates understanding and revelation well the olam To was taking it too far kabbalistically and this is a whole long thing the energies of creation and tohu were saying Ana emloch, i want to rule it was so much distance if If the creation was, so to speak, feeling the impetus that distance from Hashem creates closeness, everything was going crazy, because what is it? It was almost like the universe was confused. (laughs) If distance creates closeness, well, then I want to be as distant as I can. But now that I'm getting so distant, wait a second, I want closeness. It's our problem. This is our problem still so this is incredible because now what happens is that when Hashem creates Adam throughout the six days of creation he's creating a balance he's mediating between these two polar extremes where on the one hand distance creates revelation but on the other hand distance is distance so what happens is now Hashem made a creation so what is there left to do? What's left to do is to go and retrieve sparks, packets of energy from that world of chaos, and say, here's an energy that's pulling me away from Hashem, a lust, a desire, a feeling of anger, a feeling of selfishness, to grab that energy and pull it and say, actually... Here is something that's giving me an opportunity to actually augment the creation by, on the one hand, pulling it into even more independence from Hashem. I'm going to eat. I'm going to eat food. So that's emphasizing me. Taking food, taking energy that's out there in the world, and I'm pulling it into me, into mine, into my zone. I'm taking economic value that's out there, and I'm making it mine. That's emphasizing more ego, individuality. Yet, when I take that and I do it for the intention of furthering Hashem's revelation in particular ways, in my family that's doing mitzvahs, in my life where I'm doing mitzvahs, in, yes, I'm making money in order to then distribute the appropriate amount of tzedakah. I've just now taken energies of even more distance and flip them into something that draws out the revelation because distance is revelation. But it's only revelation when integrated into the will of Hashem. Will, desire, in Hebrew is ratzon, is the same letters as sinor, a pipe or a wire. We're taking the impossibility that distance and farness creates revelation and we're taking energies that went too far and we're bringing them back, we're collecting them and reintegrating them, rewiring them, putting them into a piping system that actually unfolds out as an even more beautiful adornment to this project of creating revelation through distance. It's beautiful. It's artistic. It's saying, here's my family. Here's my life. But by making it not selfish, but rather an expression of individuality within the whole, within the all, now I've made the all, the whole unity more beautiful. Because I brought out yet another facet of it, which makes it even more apparent. Instead of being a mysterious oceanic, ethereal, airy, elemental, mysterious energy that I can't grasp, now I've grabbed it and put it into the shape of my particular life, of my particular genetics, of my particular aspirations. Am I selfish if I'm pursuing my goals? No. It depends on how you do it. So now, the creation, up till man, was distancing itself in an orderly step-down fashion to create the environment and the structure of history, so to speak, the arena, the rules of the game within which history would play out. That was what was being created on the six days. The whole context, the rules of the system, the system itself, that we would be constantly weaving back and forth. Weaving the needle out to find energies of food, and intimacy, and accomplishment, and creativity, and government, and and structuring and ordering society, and frankly, discovering the halacha, discovering the Jewish law in particular situations. What is the halacha around smartphones? What is it around electricity? We're going out and applying our brains to figure that out according to principles that Hashem gave and according to His wisdom, we would get it right if we follow the rules of analysis to extract laws. That's the extreme of human effort. Lo this is the Torah's not in heaven. Does it mean it's made up by us? God forbid, no. So we're weaving. We're weaving the thread out to grab those energies of Tohu, of extreme distance and then we're pulling them back and we're weaving them back the other direction and weaving back and forth and causing the whole creation to reverberate back and forth and weave and double back on itself in and out, in and out like breathing or like the ocean going in and out and as it goes in and out we we thread a new stitch we pull out another beautiful adornment and then that goes back in and comes back out as even more complex and beautiful. This generation is that we've never had more psychosis. We've never had more mental health challenges because we're so far. We're so far from the origin in time. Every day has been a weave, has been another fabric in the creation. And by default, we've never had more confusing distance placed between us and our origin. And that makes us go crazy by default. Like, if the origin of time is our mother and father, which it is, you are children to Hashem your, to Hashem your God. So, we're really far away from our home. Really far away from home because we're so far out in time. However, this is the greatest gift because if you still hang on to the mitzvahs, you thread right back to your source every minute that you can. Every minute that you really can. You really can. It's possible. This thing is very close. It's in your head, it's in your heart, and your mouth to do it. By turning your heart back to the simple fact that there is a creator, and that this energy and that energy doesn't have to pull me away, but I can pull it back and weave, and then create a birthing, a coupling, where I take that energy, I pull it back to its origin, and it unites with its origin, and then flows back out, and chains back out as another birth. The way that parents eat food, corn on the cob, hamburger, bread, rice, and take that energy and extract the DNA of their future child. And they have intimacy, And out comes a baby. So you took crazy energy, which started as petroleum and minerals, which then went into the factory to make the bread, and hopefully it's kosher. And out comes a baby. This is called weaving the creation back and forth. It's so deep that you can only say it like that. Bezer Hashem. And so the, the final point, though, is this is the most beautiful, to me, revelation I had in all this. When a person is following the path of the Torah, they don't need to look for ways to serve Hashem. You know why? Because when you follow the Torah, all you have to do is take your most basic needs, which are right there in front of you. Hashem created us lacking, created us that we need to eat, we want intimacy, we need money, we want to express ourselves. The needs, the lacks are created right there and where do they come from? from that olam from that world of chaos, sets up each one's needs. It's handed to you on a silver platter. You've been given the seeds, the tools, the ticket to all you have to do is just live your life and fulfill and satisfy your needs in a holy, intentional way within the boundaries of halacha. Then you can elevate your need that's right in front of you, that's calling you. Take it. Raise it back up to the source, and allow the source of existence to raise it up, and then reprocess it and resynthesize it, and reweave it to unfurl back out into the world as a new or- adornment, a new ornament, and the expression of Hashem and yet another particularity. All you have to do is trust that your needs are there for this. They're not there to cause anxiety. They're not there to make you feel like how am I going to get money? I don't know how to get money. They're not there to make you feel like wow, I never have enough money. Wow, I never am able to achieve my goals. No, no, no. If you have a need, if you have a lack, Rabbi Nachman says, You have made him... Rabbi Nachman says in the in Lukut Ma'aran, when Hashem shows somebody their lacks, we have so much joy because Hashem and thereby we have a lack we're hungry we want money we want intimacy we want companionship we want meaning we want to express ourselves we want to be appreciated that's actually Hashem is showing you a lack in the divine presence that the divine presence wants to express itself in the thing that you need the divine presence wants and is lacking the expression of this person realizes that Hashem gave them sustenance. When a person earns sustenance through hard work and is satisfied and says a blessing, there's a new revelation of the Divine Presence that in that moment, the person realizes Hashem was sustaining him in that moment. Now a new revelation, a new facet, a new edifice in the Divine Expression was able to come out. So when the person needed and didn't receive yet, Hashem was only showing him that he's giving that person an opportunity to draw out that edifice of the Divine Presence. And all of a sudden, our lacks don't make us anxious or worried or upset or sad, they make us glad. Because we see how kind is Hashem that he hands us our tools, to draw out divine revelation on a silver platter. We don't have to go anywhere to look for them. We simply just have them wherever we are. And we're always it's always working out. So, but we're always getting our needs fulfilled. But when we recognize where the fulfillment of the need comes from, the need becomes a service to above. A voda l'sarchava. A service that assists the revelation coming back from above whereby distance is transformed into closeness those the